Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, but most importantly, welcome, welcome to Real Talk, Real Solutions. I thank you for joining me today. As you know, if you've uh, ever been a part of this broadcast, we always say, come on in, introduce yourself, say hello, <laughs> take this as a time to uh, engage, to come on in the room. Please like, comment, and share as we go through the broadcast. If there's anything that really touches you, any nuggets, even if you have any questions, feel free to comment those uh, and let us know what's on your mind. My name is Dr. Anana Pfeiffer Daryl Holm, Dr. A, and I am truly excited for this opportunity to share with you some real talk, but also we offer real solutions. We offer solutions to some of the most challenging things that we are facing uh, around the globe, actually, which is which is really exciting. So I don't take it for granted uh, the opportunity to come, to have you listen, to have you share uh, exactly what is going on and get some questions answered and the opportunity to learn and get some solutions. How about that? We can talk about the problems all day long, but how about we be uh, solution-minded and, and try to uh, solve some of the problems that we face today. So I'm excited about it. If you know, the month of June, we have been focusing on fatherhood. Yes, Real Talk, Real Solutions, with moms on a mission. Uh, we as mothers, as women, it is so important for us to, I always say, listen, learn, so you can live civility. And, and this opportunity, this month, we've had the opportunity to listen and learn from some fathers, from some extraordinary men as they spoke um, in regards to fatherhood, the role, the experience, even the vision, the vision, the responsibility and such. So it's been incredible. And, and it went by so fast because tonight is the last night. Today is the last uh, episode in this series of focusing on fatherhood. And like I said, we've had some insightful dialogue with some extraordinary men from all over the world. Dr. Ira Roach, he shared about the impact, the impact of having a God father and his experience of being raised by a single father and living past divorce. Yeah. So again, real talk, right? Then we had Mr. Sahoni Prince. He spoke about fatherhood, the Superman versus Clark Kent, <laughs> and, and even uh, spoke about having a safe place, that man needs a safe place uh, to rest, to have peace, Right. It's because, you know, when you go out there in the world and things are, you know, berating you and you're feeling certain things. But there's always a it's so important that a man has a safe space to be to take off the cape, to take off, you know, take off the superhero, the S off of his chest and be loved and be cared for. And I thought that was amazing, amazing episode. Then we have Professor Vernet Joseph and he honed on the power of influence and stewardship. Right. And, and that was absolutely incredible. And Mr. Kelly Atkinson, who really talked about fatherhood, but more so holding on the responsibility and even those that, you know what, being a father in your own home, but being an example for the community, being an example in the church, being an example in your uh, corporate settings, in the different arenas. But how it's just so important to show up, to be consistent. Right. Because it certainly, certainly matters. So those are just some of my takeaways. It, it's been an incredible, incredible uh, time focusing on fatherhood. So as you come in, listen, it's focusing on fatherhood. We're doing that. And I have the, a wonderful, wonderful uh, guest today that will share with us again on fatherhood. So I'm going to bring him up to the stage, but I'm to the stage, to the forefront. But I just want to let you know a little bit about him. And when he comes up, I'm going to let him know what I admire most about him because sometimes we don't tell people uh right away what we admire give them what they say they flowers right while they're here and i want to just share something that he has done and he probably has no idea that impressed me real i mean really really impressed and and softened my heart if you will to, to seeing him as a father but my guest today is none other and mr jeffrey thompson now now mr thompson Here's the thing. He's the overseer of Deliverance of Kingdom Building Ministries in Somerset, New Jersey. Uh, he has been serving the Lord in ministry for over 25 years. And in 2010, he established an apostolic prophetic Bible study, which emphasis on kingdom principles and team ministries. He is a husband married to his wife, Al Chanel. 
if I'm saying that right, for 32 years. He's a father of three children and grandfather of five children, grandchildren. And in 2020, Jeffrey established Back to Eden LLC. This business offers healthy drinks based with spring water and infused with either fruit, vegetables, or herbs. Listen, you guys, listen, clap your hands, say welcome, welcome. Thank you, and please help me welcome tonight's guest. Welcome, welcome to Real Talk. Hello, hello. How are you, Dr. Anina? Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. That They're coming in the room. I see Kotiki is here. She's saying good evening. Hey, you see Sharika is here. Hey, Sharika. They coming in. Hey, Rita. She says, hey, Cakes. We go way back. If you hear somebody call me Cakes, that's somebody who know me, you know. <laughs> she says, hey, Cakes, hey, Cakes. So they are coming in the room, guys. Make sure you like, comment, and share the broadcast. But welcome, sir. I thank you for being here. This is my mom, Elizabeth. She's saying uh, welcome to everybody. She's excited to, to be here today. So, so you're here for focusing on fatherhood. But can I tell you, can I tell you one thing that, oh my goodness, you warm my whole heart. Can I just tell you what you did? I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you did a live. You were taking, I think you had all five of the grandkids in the car. Do you remember? Listen, y'all was going to five below. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, you got to go back and follow him. I'm going to have to have you pin that on your page because that video with you in the car driving in the five to below, and I think they all had what, $5? <laughs> you, I mean, to see you in action. Um, really loving and instilling and, you know, pouring into your kids, but reality in a fun way, in a loving way, a relatable way, right? I thought that that was just so, so incredible. And I just want to say thank you for being an awesome father and grandfather um, and being an example, you know, for, for us to see, you know, we just don't see it enough. Sometimes when you can see something, you can be it, you know, it's just something about representation and for you representing, a, a, a black man, a white, being a husband to a, to your wife, and a business owner, and a father, um, and a grandfather in action. It it it's oh my goodness, it warmed my entire heart. So I just wanted to let you know that. But I thank you for being here. I, I like just if you want to share, do an intro, a little bit about yourself. I know that little bit of intro you gave me does not say enough. I'm sure about all that you that all that you do, all that you've been through. But anything that you want to share, just to open up and let the audience know about you that I may not have touched on yet. Oh, uh, so that was so nice and I appreciate you. First, I wanna say is um, I celebrate you for who you are. Uh, congratulations on your reward that you received, I believe last month or not too long ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just uh, happy for you. Um, I'm one that is rooting you on and cheerleading for you because I am so proud of you. Um, I come to find out that when it come down to a father, when it come down to spiritual fathers and even mentors, it is so important to learn how to celebrate the women, to celebrate the daughters. A lot of times you find a lot of women that are rejected, they're misunderstood because uh, they're calling to a leadership role. They're calling to the forefront to do things, whether it is marketplace, whether it is in the church, whether it is in the business arena, I really believe that this is a season uh, where fathers, where uh, spiritual uh, mentors will begin to uphold women and begin to celebrate them for who, for what God has called them to do. As I said, marketplace, business, um, in the church. Um, so I want to start out with that first and just say um, I celebrate you. And I am for one that uh, uh, encourages women uh, to reach for their greatest potential to, to walk out uh, their ordained purpose in the earth. Um, I said, you're just gonna, you're just gonna go right in, right? <laughs> Come on, you talk about purpose, you're talking about kingdom, uh, kingdom ministry. Oh my goodness. Okay. That that that's that's a lot right there. Y'all, y'all kingdom ministry, guys, right? Marketplace ministry, correct? Is that is that what it is? Yes. And, and let, let's let's take a moment. Out are we gonna go into the to fatherhood piece and, and, and what really you want to share? Can you talk about back to Eden? 
Oh my goodness. Cookie time. I wish I had, but you know, it don't never last in my house. When we get it, it's gone. So can you talk about the business? So when you're talking about a uh, kingdom ministry, right? And business and etiquette and excellence, because I've seen you do it. I, you, you're not just talking about it. This is what you live and what you practice. Can, can you just take us back to 2020 and how you started this business? So starting back to Eden had started out originally, um, I was just making water, cucumbers and apples and uh, lime and lemon. Uh, because I knew um, that them, the vegetables and the fruits were very good. But uh, what caused me to really zero in on it, uh, some years ago I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and I was given uh, medication that I took. And as I began to take the first medication that was given and prescribed to me from the doctor, it really made me feel very uncomfortable. So I went back to my doctors and, and I let them know. So they wanted to give me a different dose of medication. I stopped them and I said that you are not going to practice on me with medication for high blood pressure. So I began to just really uh, pray and really ask God to give me a download on the naturalist aspect of what I can start eating, I can start drinking, and all I know that he was saying, I'm going to take you back to the beginning. I'm going to take you back to Eden, in the Garden of Eden, where I have uh, created and I have developed all the herbs and the fruits that you need. That was never, uh, it never had preservatives in it. It was all organic. And as I begin to drink this water uh, uh, with the lemon, lime, cucumbers, and apples, and I believe it was one of my cousins, we were doing a... Um, we were doing a juice in the, in the ministry and we were introducing juice into the whole entire ministry. And he kept saying, we're going back to Eden. We're going back to Eden. And I wrote it down and just waited for maybe about three to four years. Uh, and then the next thing you know, I started making uh, this drink and I started recognizing that my pressure begins to go down. And the next thing you know, I started making it and making it and people were buying it and desiring it. And from there, it just became a great explosion within the last almost year uh, and a half. An explosion it has. <laughs> Guys, if you have not had his drinks, back to eating drinks, and how many flavors do you have? How many variations? Like 10? I don't even know. We have about 17 to 18 flavors. Wow. Incredible popsicles, man, oh man. But I, I love this because we always talk about, you know, we're really going into like a post pandemic era, right? Yeah. And how people have been able to tap in, you know, and to use their creativity, yeah. use what, what God has already given them, right? Mm -hmm. They say, use what's mm -hmm. in your hand, mm -hmm. right? And to yeah. develop entrepreneurs and business. And, and this is what we're seeing. Um, I want to say they said like $15 trillion has been made since the pandemic. Um, so it's just in incredible. And, and I'm, I'm grateful. And I thank God that I, I, I we're going to get some of that trillions. We in the big... <laughs> We here for it, right? Yes, We're here for it. We are here for it. Let me um, just so interject. Let me interject for one re one. Uh, let me just interject for just one minute. Yes. A lot of times, people will stay in a poverty mentality is because they will not tap into their creativity. Come on. Creativity is something that God downloads in you to do that you cannot do in your own strength, but he backs you up with the ideas so that you don't have to depend on uh, a nine to five and that's it, but that you can begin to have res residual income coming in and streams of it because you have been set free and you're able to tap into your creativity. And a father will 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 help sons and daughters to tap into their creativity because you can only get your identity through your father not your mother uh oh uh oh <laughs> go ahead go go ahead go ahead so so your your so in order to tap into your creativity right you need to know your identity and your identity really comes from your father 
Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Because okay. when the because when the man seeds touch the egg, it causes it to become X or Y. That's right. Or X X. And it's him. See, this is it. A lot of people don't realize this. And I always say, I said this to my children. You know, every time Mother's Day come around, everybody's like, nah, me, nah, me, nah, me. And when Father's Day come, it's like, hey, dad. <laughs> but listen to this. I told all my children, I said, I carried you before your mother carried you. <laughs> okay, real talk, real talk. <laughs> okay, I'm winning, I'm winning. <laughs> I got my pen, I'm listening. <laughs> So because the man is the seed carrier and when he begins to become intimate with the egg, with the woman, she cannot come forth without the seed. Yeah. And the things about our identification with God, we get caught up in the natural aspect of the seed, but we fail to realize our greatest seed is in our mouth. Okay. Because when God created, he, he spoke it into existence. It was the word that makes change. So in fatherhood, our words mean so much when it comes down to molding, shaping, encouraging even our children, our spouse. Don't be waiting for me. <laughs> Don't be waiting for me. Wait, wait. I'm over here like this, okay? I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm sitting here taking it in. Talking about teach, teach, teacher. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so uh, you know. All right. Let me let me recap because I, I see that they're putting it in in the comments. You see in the, the the applause. They're talking about your creativity. Tap into your creativity. Uh, tap into your creativity. The man carries the seed, and the greatest seed is in your mouth. But let me just stop right there about the identity because one thing we even even in um in, in what i do in training and, and with women and girls is there's such an identity crisis it you tell me like do you, you you see it you feel it yes. like people really have no clue <laughs> like who they really are yes. and who god created them to be yes. so getting to you can't we can't go on with anything until i get you to know who you are and i always say this it's like um anytime you're going anywhere right they, they check your identity right they, like so i can't do too much with you until i figure out exactly who you who are you don't even know who you are right you're going on a plane you're going into a a, a play anything of, of relevance any place of statue the first thing they do is check your identity yes so yes. I, I when you talk about the identity checking your identity knowing your identity knowing your identity comes from your father um right it is it's so so key and so can i just challenge you with that and, and i'm going to ask you so what if i don't know my father what if my father is no longer with you what if my father was never present how do i get to know my identity then so one of the things that i wrote down that i really started meditating on throughout today before this broadcast the first thing I thought about is the rejection of fatherhood is very hurting mm -hmm. and it's a deep hurt. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is that when people doesn't know their father, uh, when they doesn't understand their identity, then what happens is they get lost. They get uh, um, um, distracted by so many diverse challenges in life. Um, this sexuality, you know, um, uh, the Bible says that, you know, uh, what, uh, when a woman wears the apparels of a man, it is abomination to God. Uh, first of all, we have to realize that dresses and pants from that perspective, that's not literally, um, that's not what God was speaking about. So sometimes when, when, when women come up under um, going through uh, uh, different places where they're traveling, they don't have a, a home. Um, and I forgot the word I wanted to use, uh, but you have the adoption agencies and, and you have the men and the women, you have the girls and the boys going through a transition. And sometimes the girls are thinking that they're girls, they're liking girls, uh, things of that nature. But when God was speaking about 
he he does not like when a woman wears their pearls of a man. It's abomination. That abomination that he was talking about is that he wanted a woman to be able to identify her heart as a female, a man, his heart as a man. And sometimes even in the world today, you know, we have men that has the heart of a woman. We have women that begins to have a heart of a man. And this is what make the deep seated abomination uh, that God looks at. And, and what happens is um, when there is a rejection, uh, when there's no fatherhood, um, um, when there is someone that hasn't had a father uh, to help mold and shape them, they go through this cocoon of, of trying to find out who they are. And even if they do know that they are a woman and they know that they are a man, um, what about their decision makers? What about their pitfalls and understanding that I made a mistake, but I can get back up and I can forgive myself as God forgive me. And then you have people that may be atheists. You know, they don't believe in God. But when it's all said and done, you got to be able to realize that you make decisions, you make mistakes, and that it's very important that you begin to forgive yourself and start all over again. Mm. And sometimes those small things that takes place, it helps a person to come into some type of identity before they become into, before they come into their true identity through Jesus Christ, which now becomes, becomes sonship. Mm. Because before you can come into fatherhood, you got to go through the process of understanding your sonship. Okay. This is, this is, this, this, this is, this is good. Because there's one thing about you saying like sexuality and knowing who you are, right? But then there's also about forgiving yourself, right? And that where it starts with that and, and understanding. And I think just relationships in general, right? When you really don't have that true identity, right? Then even how you relate even to the opposite sex, right? You know, to just it has a strong impact on the relationships that you have overall. Yes. Right. So I, I see what you're saying with that. And, and, and I think we all go through the cocoon process yes. of, of understanding identity. We, we all have anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't know who I want to be, who I want to be around, where I should be, what I should do. You know, like that's always. Um, and it's such a, a vital time. It's such a critical time. Yes. Right. So I get the, that you're having your father early on. Right. Be the seed and be the one to tell you who you are, how that has lifelong effects on it. I, I, I get that. I, I truly, truly, truly get that and can appreciate that. You know, knowing even from my father speaking into me and letting me know that you are a queen. You know, you are black, beautiful, bold, cannabis. You know, all those things. Right. I, I'm living that because those seeds were planted into me even from my father. So this is this this is good. This is good. Um, but I love the forgiving yourself and starting all over again. I see that that's what that's what uh, Kotiki is saying saying here about forgive yourself and start all over again. And, and my mom says, God looks at the heart of a man and a woman, right? And and this this is good stuff. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Thank you, sis. I see we said she is enjoying this, that cocoon process, that cocoon process. And, and what I'm learning is through, again, we're wrapping up this season is that men go through it too. Now, now, you know, my audience is mostly girls. I work with women, blessed girls, moms on a mission. But it's good to hear from a man like, you know, us as women, we think men come off a certain way, but they have their challenges. They have their fears. They have their issues. They struggle with that word you said, rejection. Right. And, and what that looks like. You know, from our perspective, right? It, it doesn't, we don't even see what it really is. But um, I, I guess even sometimes we as women, as the mothers, as the spouses, um, we get to the point where we have to, you know, help our men even with their identity. I, I see it. <laughs> like, I definitely, definitely see that. So, so I want you to go on from there because I know you got more, but your true identity in Christ. A lot of times we as men do not want to become vulnerable. And it's rooted in pride. Okay. It's rooted in some type of rejection, whether it's rejection from the womb, whether it is rejection from siblings, whether it is rejection from your peers, whether it is rejection from your teachers in school, mentors. 
your spouse, a relationship where you have been now traumatized through rejection. And then this defense mechanism of pride, because pride, it protects oneself. So a lot of times men, they become aggressive. They become ag uh, uh, um, physically with men and men because they're really saying, you hurt me, brother. Man, I love you, man. I look at you as a brother. I look at you as a father figure. I look at you as a mentor. I look at you as someone that I didn't have in my life. But instead of talking it out, instead of, instead of learning how to have healthy arguments that can still produce good fruits with disagreements, we as men, we deal with ego, pride, and do not want to show our true feelings and become vulnerable. And that's one of the things I believe today. And I believe that we as fathers, as men, we need to be able to show our vulnerability with our children, with our spouses, and just people, period. Whether it's on your job or whatever. Because when you know who you are, when you begin to know your identity, you can cry anywhere you at and still feel like a lion and not feel less than a man. A lot of times what happens is it's the vulnerability. Sometimes it's hidden rejection. And what rejection is, it's the absence of love and the help and the proper attention. And, and, and boys need sometimes attention because girls seem to mature faster than boys. This is good. Man, they, 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 do you see in the comments? <laughs> are, are you seeing the comments? Are you seeing, seeing the feedback? I, this, this is so good because you, you're touching on some heavy stuff. We're talking about pride, right? And, and, and pride comes from, and, and the root of, of a lot of this is, uh, you know, the rejection from peers, teachers, you know, relationships, and it becoming a defense mechanism. And, and you do this to protect yourself. And, and, and I, I love this because it's all, you're still tying it all back to rejection, to rejection. But once you know who you are, you know, th th this is good. And I like what you said about healthy arguments can produce good fruit. Somebody put that in the comments. It's okay. And that's the thing when we talk, even again, this real talk, it's okay for us to talk about what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I'm good with that. Let's, let's have these conversations. Let's talk about it, right? Because it can produce good fruit. It doesn't have to mean that we are enemies now. I can't stand you. No, let's, let's talk through this thing. Let's dig through it. Let's get at it. Right? Because it's still getting at us either way. It's still under the surface. It's still yes. a volcano getting ready to erupt. So yes. either we're going to do it and let it produce good fruit, or we're going to let it fruit. produce bad fruit. fruit. Yes. Yes. That's good. <laughs> they, they talking to us. They talking to us. They talking to us. They talking to us. Men can cry and still and still feel like a lion. They say, woo, okay, become a defense mechanism. They, 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 they talking to us that healthy arguments can produce good fruit. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And I like how you talked about a man still being a man, but being able to be vulnerable, right? I mean, that's so, that's so freeing, right? And I think it's good for a man to know that from another man. Right. I mean, you know, to hear that from you, I think that carries a lot more weight. And that go back to I was saying some of the the, the past shows where uh, Sacconi was speaking about um, the Clark Kent and the Superman, like a man needs a place to let his guard down to just like you're saying, be vulnerable, cry, talk about the insecurities. You know what? This happened to me at work. My boss disrespected me, you know, different things playing me. I heard some you know, like, where do you go if you don't have that? You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have it. What does that do to you? You know what I mean? Like, what does that really do to your manhood, to you as, you know, as a being? Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. A lot of times when we have been fathered and spiritually mentored to learn how to face all our fear, which I call it phobias, there are many levels of fear. Some people are fear of success, fear of change, fear of relationship, fear of getting on a plane, fear of transitioning from one city to another city. So, you know, when these fears has been addressed in all of your life, you can confront anybody and say that I was offended. You hurt me. Where well, you don't have to carry it, 
where there's now misdirected anger when you come home, when you're dealing with the children. And, and, and I believe that this is some of the things that, um, that you can be in a home with a father and still be dysfunction and messed up. Just because the father is in the home and the mother is in the home, it still can be dysfunction. It can still not have the communication line the way it needs to be. So it really boils down to that father, those parents, to really become highly educated in their emotions, educating their, educating their emotions, understanding who they are, understanding some type of parenthood, having some type of God-fearing perspective on your life where you can come, where you can be now become balanced. Because it was a struggle for me to not be a discipliner still to my grown adult children. I got a 26-year-old, I have a 31-year-old, and a 33-year-old. And my wife had to address me and say, they ain't kids, they ain't children no more. This is real talk. <laughs> you, you, now, cause you, you want to be the disciplinarian. You are the father, right? You used to cracking the whip, and, and so sis had to tell you like they grown. Look, <laughs> but it's a stand grown folk business. Let them figure it out, huh? <laughs> yes. What did that look like? What did that feel like? How, how you working through that? <laughs> it felt humiliating. Mm. It was a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. It was like. Why didn't I know that? Why she had to tell me? You know, it pride, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, control uh -huh. that you're not aware of because they grow. Yeah. So it really showed me that I was still struggling with controlling issues. Yeah. They're grown. They're going to make mistakes. Allow yeah. them to make mistakes. Just be there when they need you. That's good. Cover them. Amen. Cover them. Amen. You understand what I'm saying, sis? Amen. And this is this is this is really touchy for me because I was one that grew up in the home with my mom and dad. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I learned how to. Uh, I bought my own school clothes. Uh -huh. I bought my own car because my father taught me responsibility of working hard, uh -huh. saving money, uh -huh. going to school, going to church. I didn't have a balance. Uh -huh. I didn't have a childhood. All I knew was church, work, school. Church, work, school. Right. When I got into my adolescence, I was angry. I was angry. Mm. And because he didn't know how to communicate with me, us, but he, all he knew how to communicate with us is to show us how to work, to buy us and, and buy us things and things of that nature, but to really sit down with that quality time and help me to identify even my manhood, you know, um, how to go about a way of being a, a, a young man instead of a whore. Being a man instead of becoming a whore. Mm. Because men think that they're taught because you have a lot of ladies in your life that makes you a man. The devil is a liar. Mm. The devil is a liar. Mm. It takes a real man to be committed. Yes. It takes a real man to understand commitment and covenant. Yeah. And this is what God wants fathers to come into to model. Yeah. To yeah. model. Because the children is not listening to what you say. They're, what, they're listening to what you do. This is good. This, this is, is good for me. This, this is, is very crazy. touchy because I'm looking at it from the broad perspective because I used to, I used to be a contractor, a general contractor. Mm -hmm. So when I come in and I deal with a topic, when I begin to deal with people, I look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. I can look at the floor work. I can look at the framework. I can look at the plumbing work. I can look at the electrical work. And fathers need to come into that perspective, which I say prophetic, which mature. And they need to be able to see the totality of each child, mm 
each relationship, what needs to be done so that so that these children and these personalities and these decisions as children coming up, they can make better decisions than us. Because a real father want his daughter and his son to be greater than him. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is good. There's a lot right there. Let, let me just let me just tell you this, right? First of all, to cover them, right? Step back and stop trying. You get away from the control and the discipline, more so of the covering. Oh my goodness, that's powerful right there. That's powerful right there, right? I love the modeling, right? Because the best role model that, that they'll ever see and know is in you as a father, right? And we talked about that. And then check this out. I remember Professor Vernet, he said, listen, the audio must match the video. <laughs> so what you're saying, you know, you know how you watch remember the, the Chinese movies and Bruce Lee yes. and all that? And they were like, <laughs> I, and I, I'm a such a visual person, right? So I get that. Now I can say do this, right? My mouth is saying that, but my actions are saying something different. Absolutely. They're not in alignment. Yes. And that's so important. And the other thing is to understand, like as a father, there's a level of stewardship. You know, where you 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 are the steward of the ship. And that's what you're saying even too as the contractor. Like you gotta be able to see and discern. And that's even in the covering, the big picture, right? So God gave you this child, right? So now how are you gonna steward and be a good steward over that gift that he's given you? And and I, this that's good. And I love that sonship, you know, and understanding your identity and the sonship of Christ. This, this is good. This yes. is yes. this is good. Now a lot of people might have never heard about sonship. Okay. A lot of people has got to know the savior, but you got to realize the son and the savior always pointed it back to fatherhood. He always brought it back to the father. He never had his own agenda, but he always had the agenda of the father, the agenda of the kingdom of God. So I wanted to just share with us real quickly. I'm not going to read it, but you can write this down. Genesis 2 and 7. It talks about how God created Adam. We must understand that Adam was the first created son. Before Adam came into fatherhood with Cain and Abel, he was created as the first created son. Listen to this. Adam never had a childhood. Adam was created a grown man. And he had relationship with the father. And the Bible says he walked with him in the cool of the day. But in Exodus 4 and 22, it talks about Israel being the firstborn son nation. Exodus 4, 22. Go back and read it. It talks about how Israel was looked at in the eyes of God as the firstborn son nation. Before they can come into fatherhood to become fathers, God looked at the grown uh, uh, elders and all of them, he still looked at them through the eyes of sonship. They were called the firstborn son nation. Okay? Then we know Jesus Christ, St. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. So Jesus was the only begotten son. Adam, which is the first Adam, was the first created son, Jesus being the begotten son, Israel being the first son nation, right? And then Paul talked about that there are 10,000 instructors, 10,000 10, mentors, but not many fathers. Not many fathers. But then Paul said that I begot you through the gospel, which is the word of God, which was the spoken uh, rhema. It was the Ruach of God, the rhema of God that was able to, to, to birth the Corinthian church through the gospel, which was the, which was the word of God. But he called them his son. The Corinthian church was Paul's son church. And a lot of times we want to come into fatherhood, but we miss sonship. A lot of times when we become sons, we are learning 
We become like apprentices to our father. We're learning how to do it. We're learning and we're understanding the 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 um, the manhood, our identity, uh, um, and, and, and bad decisions, and 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 the fellas teasing you, and and and, and the girls liking you, and 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 all this stuff that's going on. So the sonship piece is very important before even coming into fatherhood, coming into manhood. And sometimes we miss sonship and we go right into fatherhood and then we realize oh my goodness a lady says i married my son i didn't marry a man i married my son that still need to be taken care of he still need to be pampered he still need to be told this and he did and this that, and the other and not being responsible and not having his credit right and not being able to do for himself and i'm not around but depending on me <laughs> Oh Woo! You walk in, you, 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 you in it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This sonship. Really, if I'm getting it right, it's really where the blueprint is foundational. Am, am I right? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. Like, that's the foundation. So we're trying to be the father. You're trying to build the house when the first step, the foundation is not there. So when you skip the sonship, you're not getting the blueprint. You're not getting the fundamentals, the principles. Is that right? I just, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm getting. And when, and when you are taught, I am a foundational layer. I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a contract in nature. I can build houses from the ground up. Anytime you see a house, you got to find out what that house is built on. Is it a good foundation? Is it a crack foundation? Is it cracks in the foundation? A lot of times you can't even see the foundation because it's way down in the ground. Then you see the framework. Yeah. And it's important that these men these boys have the proper foundation. And there's no way I can go into fatherhood and fathering and skip sonship. Jesus came as the son. And the Bible talks about when it comes down to the fivefold ministry, they, they, they will bring you into a place of the unity for what? To look like the son. Until you come into your maturity of who you are, fatherhood. So fatherhood and sonship is like the puzzle. It meets. Yes, yes. Because sometimes you find out that men has not grown up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you look like, did I marry my son? <laughs> but you want your man. Mm-hmm. You want him to be able to take part in what he needs to do. You want to feel secure. He need to know his role. Amen. Not controlling, but he, she need to be able to beside him, Amen. not behind her, him, not under him, but yes. beside him. There's many times, you know, me and my wife, we get to talk, and sometimes I'm like, shh, shh. <laughs> and she said, I can speak. I said, yes, yes, <laughs> but but you know, but the main thing is being able to hear her out. Yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of times I don't agree, but mm -hmm. I have to come back and say, you were right. You were right there because I'm the man. It doesn't mean that she can make the right decisions for us because I may not hear it mm. from God. Now I'm talking about balanced fatherhood. Mm -hmm. Yes. You feel me? Yes. Yes. Indeed. And teaching them boys how that, that, that women can see, they can hear and, and, and they have a voice. Yeah. You know, and don't let them be born again. You in trouble. Cause, cause from from my understanding, we submit one ye to the other. Indeed. No, she don't submit to you. We submit one ye to the other. Mm -hmm. We understand the Genesis order: God, yeah. husband, wife, children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's not take witchcraft and manipulation in the covenant. Fathers is going to teach their boys. My sons, I teach them and talk to them the same way if it was my daughter. Okay. Respect yourself. Yeah. Respect yourself. Because you a man don't give you the permission to run around here hurting girls and doing what you want to do. That ain't what I teach them. And I don't care what nobody says. Yeah. I don't teach them that. 
So fatherhood is important. The sonship part is just as important. This is good. Good teaching. Good, good teaching tonight, 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 Apostle. This, this is good. I, I don't know if you, you see how time goes, right? <laughs> you see how time goes. There's going to have to be a part two. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> you know that's right because that sonship is, is is all about the identity and, and really the, the where it starts, right? Um, so this is good. I don't know if you see the comments that said that the foundations is you need to know what the foundation looks like. Um, you know, I, I, I love that the proper foundation and you even gave us the biblical context of it like took us to the genesis like this is what it is you know what i mean the bible says that this is what it is it's not even you know so that it, it, this was this was so so rich now i want to just go back and i know we got to watch our time and, and and i told you about the story of me seeing you with your grandchildren and how that blessed me and and i just want to hear about hear from you in regards to legacy Right. And as you as a father, as a grandfather, as generations on the legacy that you you are leaving and you want to leave or you, what you even think is important for fatherhood in regards to legacy. If you can, uh, you know, touch on that and then you can wrap us up. But I want to just tap on legacy today. OK. Um, the Bible talks about legacy, leaving uh, uh, leaving a legacy for your children's children. And um, one of the things that, um, that I've learned, and I'm going to say this, there are people that start right, but doesn't end right. In ministry, in business, they start right, but they wind up not ending right. And it's, like, it's almost as if, where has the legacy been lost? Well, again, it goes back to the foundation. And, you know, we are to leave a legacy and inheritance for our children's children. And one of the things I've been uh, talking to uh, our, my children, and they have experienced such a great transition uh, in my life and in my wife's life, uh, coming from religiosity, coming into a paradigm of a kingdom uh, mentality. Um, I like to use the word apostolic and prophetic. I'm not going to get into the dynamics of that tonight. But God has, uh, Jesus has left a legacy for us to follow. And I believe that uh, the legacy that I've introduced my children, our grandchildren, is the greatest thing was Jesus Christ in their life. And then um, my wife and I, she does credit repair. I does back to Eden, but yet we does it all together. And we've been including, we've been modeling this to our children, our two sons and our daughters. Um, when the grandchildren come, uh, um, some of, all of them has piggy banks and, and, and they put money in it. And we teach them how to save money and to preserve uh, their money to be good stewards over that. And, and, and we pray with them when the grandchildren are here. Uh, we pray with our children. Uh, we went over uh, the word of God with them. Um, they have seen such a transition in our lives pertaining to ministry, um, our view of, of what the Bible really says instead of just taking everything literally. Um, and there has been a legacy passed down to them. Um, I could speak on the behalf of uh, one of my children. Um, she's just, she's traveling. Um, she's just growing. Um, she's being mentored uh, other places on top of what we've instilled in her. And one of the things I want to say and this is not towards her or anybody. Spiritual parents and mentorship will never take the place of your real father. Your real parents is important. And when you begin to leave a legacy of, of all the totality of, of finances, stewardship, decision-making, God, prayer, the word, uh, marketplace, understanding what mountain uh, you've been called to religious mountain, the economic, the entertainment, uh, the media, whatever the case may be. It's so important to be able to instill and to model this to the children so that they can teach their children's children and, and keep it going. Don't let it die out. Don't let it die out. And when it doesn't die out and you keep that foundational teaching that's balanced, 
it begins to be passed down as a legacy. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I, I thank you for that. Just, you know, it, it's, it's just so important. I like how you said, listen, some people start right, but they don't end right. And, and on the other side is I might not have started out right, but we're going to end up right. <laughs> so how, listen, listen, we're going to work this thing out. We might have started off on the wrong path. You know what? I mean, for me, I was a teenage mother. You know what I mean? Like, I know I might not have started out right. You understand me? <laughs> but, but what we're going to do is we're going to end up right. We're yes. going to have some generational. Right? My children are going to know to be married and one wife. Like, I didn't start out right necessarily. <laughs> but what you might not see, but we can we can certainly turn that thing around. And that's, again, that's stewardship and steering the ship right way. Um, it, this was good. And not have a, a lost legacy. Yes. And we know that, if, if, again, we talk about the Jewish tradition, right? Yes. I mean, if anybody hold on to legacy and tradition and making sure we're passing the things, the right things down, okay? Because we pass some things down, but passing the right things down and leaving a legacy for our children, children's children is so important. So I'm just grateful that you you were able to, to, to touch on that. And that's just a touch, I know, um, and, and to share with us today, just your, your vision on that. So, so sir, I I, I'm grateful. I am grateful. You know, when I called you, you were like, yes, like with no problem. And I'm honored even in that uh, because I didn't know, you know, but God knew he showed me right away. That was, you know, a way how to end this series. And he, without a doubt, showed me your face um, and definitely your heart. And, and I'm grateful for you, your yes to, to join me today on Real Talk, Real Solutions, to talk to the most of the women, but even the men. So you know, ladies, Moms on a Mission, y'all share this broadcast. Share it on your page. Listen, the podcast is coming. They might listen on the phone where they listen to Spotify. It's going to be on YouTube. But but listen, Apostle dropped so much today. And what they can't hear from you they, they can hear it from him. So I believe that his his voice and this message and the nuggets that he shared today will will really, really have the impact, right, on, on, on others. So again, guys, like, comment, and share. Um, we'll, we'll share all the other, the broadcast, all the other links as we continue this. But I'm grateful for you being here today. And I thank you so much for blessing me, blessing my audience, my tribe <laughs> that are watching. My mom's on a mission to bless girls. Um, all those that are connected with me, I, I, I know without a doubt that, that they have been blessed today with what you have shared. So I'm going to turn it to you to give some, some closing words before we end the broadcast. Yes. Before we uh, end it, I just wanted to say on the topic or the group or the tribe. I wrote it down when I was listening to another broadcast. It talks about moms on a mission to extinct fathers or fatherhood. One of the things that my wife did, I went away for many years and there were one time in my life that I wasn't in my children's life. But one of the things that my wife always did in spite of my downfalls, uh, my mistakes, um, and, and not stepping into the maturity as a husband, as a father. She always esteemed me. She always respected me and made sure our children knew that. And, and I want to encourage the moms, I want to encourage the women today that even if you're not with your children's fathers or things of that nature, when we begin to understand that from the beginning we were kings and queens, uh, when we begin to understand that they lack, they make mistakes or whatever the case may be, because sometimes children will begin to feel a tug of war. Well, mom said this and dad said that. But when we begin to be on a mission and we are upholding the vision for this season of fathers and fatherhood, we want to be in that vein to be able to extend the men, to extend the men. And I am declaring and decreeing over the women lives that are watching this broadcast on tonight, that you will begin to have, you will be able to see through the eyes of God, the proper way. And that you'll be able to extend fathers. You'll be able to, to encourage people, uh, single men and men that are struggling with fatherhood. Because sometimes women gotta realize because you a woman doesn't mean you call to women. 
Just because you're a man, it does not mean you're called to a man. See, when you get set free from how you used to be, you'll find out your purpose and your mission and your assignment because a lot of times our paradigm hasn't been shifted so we can't align ourselves with heaven. So we can't be on a mission yet because we got to go back in the oven. But I declare on tonight that the women that are watching over this broadcast, that there is a healing going to take place over your life whether somebody hurt you because 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 when you get hurt you you, you hold stuff and, and 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 you look at sometimes all men the same way and sometimes that's not always the case but when a nine up doctor a nine begin to talk about moms on a mission mm -hmm. to esteem mm -hmm. fathers yeah. fatherhood yeah. then that means we're going to hear positive yes. building edification yes. exhortation forgiveness reconciliation come on y'all because the greatest ministry i believe is love and reconciliation because without reconciliation it's still going to be uh, um it's still going to be dysfunction it's going to be unforgiveness resentment next thing you know root of bitterness rebellion but we got to be able to forgive that our heavenly fathers will forgive us so I encourage the viewers on tonight, whether you are a woman or man, but since we're on the subject about moms on a, on a mission, I'm declaring that the women that's going to be on a mission on this season, they're going to be fiery. They're going to be able to see through the eyes of God. Their mouth's not going to be muzzled. I don't care what he said. I don't care what they look like. You will not look, you will not, you, God going to set your eyes, God going to set your heart like a pledge where it's not going to distract you what they look like, how they look onto you. But you're going to be able to go forth with power and be on a mission for God and bring deliverance to many men. I'm done. I'm done. We ain't done. You ain't done. It don't even matter. Oh, are you seeing the comments? Kotiki said, thank you, Jesus. I decree and declare with you, Apostle. Uh, uh, Rita says, amen, I receive. Cecile says, listen, we must all find our mission. That's right. When mom's on a mission, uh, we receive that today. Very important to esteem the men and the fathers. That's it. So listen, we couldn't wrap this up no better way. <laughs> Apostle that came, he done gave us our marching orders, women, ladies, mothers. He done gave it to us. We have received it. And I love you talked about healing. Yes. yes. We, you know, again, that's that foundation. You know what I mean? That's that cracks in the foundation. That listen, healing is a part of it. That listen, you got to find your purpose. Healing must take place. And you said when you hurt, you hold on to stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to fall out. <laughs> Man, oh man, guys, y'all, you know what? Please, thank you again. Join me and thank you, Apostle, for being here with us. Any nuggets? So, so tell them how can they connect with you? It's Jeffrey Thompson on Facebook, on Instagram. Just tell them real quick. Tell them real quick. What? What? Where can they? All right, I am on Facebook, Jeffrey Thompson. I am on Instagram, back to Eden underscore LLC. You can find me. You can follow me. Um, also, our business number, if you want to call, 732-882-8240. All right. Okay, hold on. Now, you did that fast. Now, put put the, the, the number. Tell me the number. I'm going to put it in here right now. 732. 732, uh-huh. 882-882, uh-huh. 8240. 8240. All right. And so they can, um, back to Eden products. Guys, you got to get the juicy set. Seven to eighteen different flavors, popsicles. Make sure you connect with him. Listen, it's the it's the white binge truck that says back to eating. You might see it anywhere. If you see it on the road, you flag him down <laughs> and tell him, listen, I was on mom's on a mission. I heard you on real talk. I want some juice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want some juice of juice. So definitely you see the number. You can connect with him on Instagram. He's on Facebook. Um, and he is truly, truly a blessing. And he is really really someone that is uh walking the talk but really really um i love the transparency i love the excellence 
I've seen it. I know that you operate and I pray that you certainly continue that. So guys, this has been a, a, a wonderful episode with Real Talk, Real Solutions. We thank you so much for joining us this month as we had the opportunity to focus on fathers and my heart has been done so, so well um, by having you to come and wrap thank this you. up. So we thank you. We thank you, everyone, for, for watching, for joining us. Uh, tonight's episode, again, if you have not shared it, if you have not hit that share button yet, you know you better hit the share button and share this broadcast tonight as we focused on fatherhood. My name is Dr. Anana Pfeiffer, Daryl Holm. I thank you and I bless you tonight. And as always, continue to do what? Be bold. Be you and be blessed. Thank you again.